Nothing in the world compares with arriving in Africa by ship. We could smell the continent. We could smell the animals and the fuel and the spices. Every kind of smell you could imagine commingled. Senegal has this really interesting mix of uh, Islam and traditional animistic beliefs. You were looking for magic. We were looking for magic. In between the fancy ice cream places and international banks, the um, maraboots with their with their tarpaulins spread out with monkey paws and uh, and and feathers and uh, strange animal bones and eyeballs and parts, which are all sewn together into these jujus that people wear around their waist for magical protection. Jeff had a guide named Malang who took him to three different future tellers. The first one was, it was a woman called Nade, and she had a bowl of cowrie shells in front of her. And she looked at me and shook up these cowrie shells and threw them down on the ground, and uh, she just said, Your mother loves you very much, and it's not too late to become a doctor. Well, that wasn't going to get it. So Malang took Jeff to see a witch doctor named Fat Sec. And she was as thin as a rail and as black as a fire iron, and she was this wizened woman who uses the spirits and the jinns that live in the atmosphere and in the earth. They were literally trapped in these gigantic jars in her backyard, and uh, she would find out what kind of spell you wanted, positive or negative one, go to one of these big uh, pots, these big uh, vats or vessels in her backyard, draw out water from this strange wooden straw that was broken from a tree, and then spray it into your face. Jeff said... He was looking for the divine. Fatsack spit it right in his face. And Fatsack just you know, puts her hands on her shoulders and says, You are now under my protection. Adieu. Malang has one more shot. They go to the end of the rabbit hole. And there stands Coley. And I looked at this Coley guy and I felt I had never seen a more beautiful looking man. He was probably around six feet tall, dressed in this beautiful uh, robin's egg blue uh, kaftan or jalaba, just this long flowing gown. And the way Coley worked was this. Coley had a small, very elaborate slate and a piece of chalk. And he would write prayers and blessings from the Quran on this slate. He would then take some rainwater, which he kept in a little purified vessel, and pour just maybe 20 or 30 drops onto the slate so that it didn't run over the edges. He'd then swirl it around on the slate until all the chalk was dissolved, tilt the slate, and pour the water in this thin, pearlescent stream into a tiny little bottle. And depending on the prayer he'd written on the slate, the liquid in that bottle then became a a magic potion. And you could drink it, and depending on your needs, it could solve any number of problems. He said it could, it could cure people of insanity. The right spell could, could uh, make an infertile woman bear, bear twins or triplets. If you uh, passed a certain potion to a man who was in prison, the guards would simply open the doors and let him walk free. And I looked at Coley and I said, um, I could really use some help, but I don't know what kind of help I need. And Coley looked at me and said, I know what you need. And he took out his slate and the piece of chalk, and he he wrote some Arabic characters on the slate. And he poured a few drops of water onto the slate and swished it around in his hand until all the letters were dissolved. And then in what seemed almost like magic in itself, he tilted the slate and the stream of water ran off. And without a drop being lost, every bit of this water ran into this little vial. And he handed it to me and he said, drink this. 
And without any hesitation, I just tilted the bottle to my lips and I drank it dry. And then I did something really out of character for me because I'm usually a very polite kind of guest in the home of a stranger. I just stood up, I yawned, I kicked off my shoes, and I walked through another curtain into Coley's bedroom. And I just lay down on Coley's bed and I went to sleep. I must have slept only about 15 or 20 minutes. But when I stood up, I felt as if I had been almost through like the spiritual equivalent of a car wash. I felt completely cleansed. I, I stood up, I put my shoes on, walked back in the room, and I came up to Coley and I said, as a Muslim, as a marabout, as a teacher, tell me, what's the secret of life? And Coley just looked at me with surprise and his eyes just sort of lit up and he, he grinned, showing all his teeth, and he said, the way we Muslims believe, he said, if you have enjoyed the company of close friends, wonderful food, and fine clothes, you have lived the perfect life. And I just looked at him and we both started laughing because, frankly, it wasn't the kind of Islam I've been reading about in the headlines, but in the context of Senegal with its incredibly inclusive spiritual dance mix of music and food and, and beautiful clothing in the fabric markets, it all made perfect sense. And I left Coley's room that day feeling like, for the first time in my life, maybe I'd met uh, really a, a true magician. <laughs>